The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, power horse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to help fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. Plus, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Pro sports better Rob Mazzola, our good friend, joins us. Kickoff hour number two today on this magnificent football Monday. We will get to some it moved, some line movement here for week one in the NFL, including an interesting piece of movement in the Ravens-Texans game coming up Sunday, September 10th in Baltimore. We will give you schedule a win total analysis uh, in the Big Ten Power Hour, final hour, will feature all our bets for tonight. We will uh, start the NFL Coach of the Year conversation coming up in moments. But Ken, I do want to read uh, this tweet from Ian Rappaport of, uh, of NFL Media, who has expressed optimism that the Seahawks will have rookie wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba available in week number one. And I quote, Seahawks wide receiver JSN, who recently underwent surgery to repair a small broken bone in his wrist, expected to begin the season on the active roster. That does not mean that he's going to play in week one, but he avoids injured reserve, um, designated to return like the boomerang, um, which is really good news, obviously. And to me, that kind of feels like we might see him on the field in week number one. Not definitely, but I think a good sign here, Ken, for the 2023 Seattle Seahawks that they'll have JSN, if not for week one at home against the Rams, probably like pretty early in the season. Yeah, and I know we preferred other players, I think, anyway, in Offensive Rookie of the Year. But if you're somebody, and we'll do this a lot of time in awards, like if you're bullish on this team, like you don't have to agree with us on what teams we like. But like if you are somebody who likes Jackson Smith and Jigba to win that award and you were like, oh, man, he got hurt. Uh, a piece of good news, not one that would cause you to run to the betting market. But if you, you know, now there's a real chance we could get to week one, you could find out that he's active. And maybe that would be enough based on the reporting we have for you to want to make that bet if you if you were bullish on him. So maybe it brings a bit back into play for some people. Um, I think you and I probably just preferred other options anyway, but can keep an open mind. Like super talented player, obviously, like could win the award and might play week one. And obviously that 
uh, would really help in terms of just playing the maximum number of games. That's usually a pretty big deal with this stuff. Yeah, and my, my thought process with JSN, whether he plays 17 games or less, has always been he profiles right now, and things can change as the season goes along. Like maybe he's Odell Beckham as a rookie, and that would certainly change things, right? Right now, he's the fourth option on this offense at best, right behind DK Metcalf, behind Tyler Lockett, and behind whomever the starting running back is, which looks to be Kenneth Walker. If Walker goes down, Zach Charbonnet, right? Um, and then JSN would slot in from there. Now, this could be a super high-powered, high-octane offense this year. That's certainly within the range of outcomes. Year two with Geno Smith as a starter, some really impressive offensive weapons and a good young offensive coordinator. But uh, for me right now, JSN, fourth option in the offense. Like Garrett Wilson, I think in that week 18 game, got your passes from Joe Flacco, was targeted on like out of like 35 pass attempts. I'm making this up on like 33 of them. I, I don't think that's going to be the case this year for JSN for the Seahawks. Doesn't mean he can't win, but I prefer some other options there for offensive rookie of the year. So we'll wait and see if JSN will play in week one, but it looks like he will avoid um, uh, the IR designated to return, which means he will play at some point early on in the season at worst. All right. Uh, we are, what, like 10 or 11 days away from uh, the NFL season opener with the Lions and the Chiefs, which is really awesome. And again, a fun programming announcement coming up as it concerns our content week one of the National Football League. Maybe announced at some point this week. Oh, you would hope so, right? That would be kind of needed to be. So that'll get announced at some point later this week. We certainly hope our fingers are crossed. Um, so we're looking forward to that. But given that, you know, the time until the start of the season is waning here. We want to talk about every single award market in the NFL and give you, dear listener and dear viewer, a primer on how to bet each award. So let's go to coach of the year now, and we will do first coach fired coming up in a little bit. So again, before <laughs> I read some of the odds here, I think that's that's what I'm going to do when we talk about this market yeah. all year. Yeah. Um, and maybe we'll get the Vince McMahon sounder, and I'll say for the first coach, fired. And we'll get Vince McMahon's mm. voice. Um, give us some parameters here, Ken on how to bet NFL coach of the year. And everyone needs to keep this in mind that Ken is now doing the show on a brand new, really expensive camera that he was able to buy with the winnings from Brian Dable coach of the year last year. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, and I'm looking over at the the couch and the TV that Lena Solmark purchased and uh, you know, some of the other stuff. It was, yeah. It's been uh, Gino Smith responsible for, uh, I don't know, that new door over there to get small cuts of fun stuff going on. Um, this is a little complex. Uh, you wouldn't think it would be but only because the winners of this award essentially fall into two different buckets. We'll play two buckets on the show today. And uh, about 80% of the winners fall into one bucket and about 20%, uh, say last, I think uh, I went back to 99 on this. So like the 99, 2000 season, got everything this millennium. Um, you know, about 80% fall into one bucket, 20% fall into the other. Uh, the 20, why don't we do the 20% bucket first? Cause the conversation is easier, I think. And we only have about six, seven minutes until the break. So Nick, the 20% of coach of the year winners last, you know, whatever, 25 years, uh, are the, the team is just so damn good that the coach has to win anyway. It doesn't matter who the coach is has no makes absolutely no difference who the coach is. It makes no difference who the team is. It's just, they won so many games. It doesn't matter who improved. It doesn't matter what great narrative there is out there. This guy's going to be the coach of the year this year. Uh, a couple times, that's been Bill Belichick. Uh, obviously, when he went undefeated, he's won coach of the year three times. Two would absolutely fall into this bucket. The third is pretty close, actually, too. So he's got like half of them. Andy Reid won his third coach of the year with the Eagles off of like a very small improvement to be the number one seed in the NFC and win a lot of games. Uh, John Harbaugh won with the Ravens in Lamar Jackson's MVP season. They won 14 of 16 games. So just like 
again, these are guys where it's like, they're not a, a you're here like, oh, first year coach team has to improve a lot. Yes, we'll get to the 80%, but the 20% as 20% is like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what the win total was. Doesn't matter what our expectations were. They just won so many games. Who cares? And I think what I would, what I would, the way I would pitch this to people and, and Nick, you can, I would love for you to answer the question too. I have some thoughts as well Is like, if you're listening and you think that like the chiefs or the bills or the Bengals or the Eagles or the 49ers or the Cowboys or like these teams that are supposed to be really good this year. If you think there's a chance that the team is so good that they might just blitz everybody. And like, we probably don't think that, but like, we don't have to be right. If you're listening and you're like, you know, everyone's down on the bills. I think the bills are going to win like 16 games this year. And I, the way I would frame it is like 15 and two or better. That's like what you're looking for here. Do you think any of the top level teams based on schedule, roster, quarterback, whatever coach, obviously, do you think any of them could achieve this milestone? And if you do, then I would compare like their price in the market. These are some of the longest shots on the board teams that I just mentioned, by the way, their coaches, I would compare their price to like, what are they to win exactly 15 games? Exact regular season wins is a market that's open everywhere. What are they to win exactly 16 games? Is it better to just bet the guy to win coach of the year? Or is it better to bet the exact regular season? win? I don't know the answer to that, but like, that's the 20% bucket and you should at least be aware that it exists and it's going to like one out of every five years, this comes up where a team just wins so much. It was almost the Eagles last year who were not a conventional team that would produce a coach of the year. And only honestly, if they don't even lose to the saints, if they just lose twice, maybe Nick Sirianni wins the award. They're just too good. They had to win it, but they lost three times. So Dable won instead. Um, Nick, if you had to kind of like pick, who do you think is the most likely team to be in the 20% bucket this year? Like when 15 and two or better, who do you think it would be? I'm going to do a little reset first to make our bosses happy. You better, you better Nick and Ken Magnificent okay. Football Monday talking coach of the year. Um, I think no one make me could, happy answering I think, the question. <laughs> I think, I think you could, you could poke holes in every single candidate, right? I think you could do that yeah. every year, right? Where you could say Cincinnati, really high win total. Yo, what's Burrow's health going to be to start the year? This is something that drags. I think they're going to be fine. I think he's going to be fine. But you could you could poke holes in it, right? With Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs, you could say, you know, same thing you said last year, offensive weapons, year two without Tyree Kill. Do we feel good about this new fleet of wide receivers that they have? When's Chris Jones coming back for Kansas City? San Francisco, right? Is Brock Purdy really like legit the real deal here? That brings mm -hmm. me to the team that I would say here, and it's actually the coach that you mentioned. And I, and they lost both their coordinators, and that's the hole that you would poke in the Philadelphia Eagles with Steichen now the head coach in Indianapolis. And the uh, Calamity Gannon is getting a lot of run on the show these days as <laughs> yeah. Arizona's been in the news. Jonathan Gannon, the head game. coach in Arizona. Yeah. But uh, I, I think – I think I would kind of default, Ken, to trying to pick a team from the NFC where it's probably more likely to have like a gaudy win total like that to sure. win 15 or 16 games, less parity in the NFC. I think I have more faith in the Eagles, and I'll, I'll boil it down to something as simple as I'll take Jalen Hurts over Brock Purdy. And maybe Purdy's really good, and maybe I'll be wrong about that. Ken, I think it would actually be Nick Sariani. He's 22-1 to 1 to win Coach of the Year. I think the Eagles would actually be my pick there. So I don't know if you agree or disagree yeah, with that, but Philly would be my choice. I don't have a strong opinion. I think the really interesting thing. So I, I agree with you that like the NFC teams just on strength of schedule, almost uh, maybe they could put together a gaudy win uh, amount more win loss record more. And then the AFC, I think the thing that's interesting there is I do think that, I mean, the schedules are much more difficult. You could argue the teams are much better too, to be fair. And the quarterbacks are better in some situations like Mahomes, Allen Burrow versus Brock Purdy or something, for example. But uh, the interesting thing in the AFC is, Schedules are tougher. Probably don't think there's a 15 and two or 16 and one season, maybe on that side. But those three teams specifically, 
just like last year and the year before, are going to be killing each other to try to get the one seed and host the other teams when they go to their place. And like, if two of them are good, that means everybody's playing week 18. And like, you are getting at least like an all in, like, there is a goal to winning that many games because one of the other teams is probably also going to win about that many games. And you did this happen. I mean, we had this last year, we had the, t the tie breaking and like, if we were going to play in Atlanta because of what happened with DeMar Hamlin, when the bills and Bengals played, like this could just happen again. And we were, I mean, some of those teams were very close. Like the bills were very close to having a kind of record where like Sean McDermott would just win. Like, it wasn't that far off from happening. Now, you and I don't like Buffalo as much this year, but, like, to put it in perspective, he's 40-1 to 1 to win this in a bunch of places. He's 50-1 to 1 in one place to win this. And it's like, I don't like them that much, as much as, like, you know, to go 15-2, But if you're out there, and I, I've talked to, like, smart people who, like, really like Buffalo still and think that they're being kind of dinged because of what's happened and you're getting a break on the price as a result of that, if you think they have another big season in them, 15 and 2, 16 and 1, try to host the playoff games against Kansas City, which they haven't been able to do before. Like, if you think that's what it is, McDermott's going to win. Like, he, they're not going to go 15 and 2, 16 and 1, and he's going to lose to somebody who improves five games. Like, that's not how this has ever worked. So, just like, if you like a team, you think the Chiefs are going to kill it this year, you think the Bills are going to kill it this year, the Bengals, whatever, like, price shop it. Like, it, it might be in your interest. Like, this is the extreme outcome. Is they're so good, the coach just wins, no matter what else happens with any other team. If you had to choose one of the teams, and I know, like you're saying, that like you, you don't necessarily have to like want to choose one of them, but if you had to choose one, who would it be? And one of these coaches, AFs, I would probably pick Buffalo actually, just because like I think the narrative that. McDermott, so Leslie Frazier was the defensive coordinator. He's not there anymore. McDermott has taken over that role and is calling the defensive plays it's a great point. in the game. So there's like an extra like. Um, and they just, they have a lot of, like, if it's close, well, I guess the whole point is here, it can't be close because their record's so good, like them and another team. I do still think there's like a lot of goodwill toward voting for Buffalo for things. Definitely. I do think like people want that to happen. And he's the defensive coordinator now too. So like, I think that's interesting. I, I think you're hundred percent right about that. We'll do a lot more on coach of the year coming up in hour number two. We'll also hit the 80% bucket in hour number two, but hour one done hour two for you coming up on the other side. We will start it before we hit a coach of the year again with pro sports better. Rob Pizzola giving us thoughts on week one in the national football league. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus